0: Hello, and welcome to Strange Talk with Doc. It's been a minute since I spoke to you. I took a little while off, but it was only a week, so I'm back. And I want to talk about something. You know, I have nothing for sale, especially my thoughts, my free will, my body or soul. And I'll explain to you what I am actually getting at. But I do want to kick this bad boy off by saying rest in peace to Earl DMX Simmons. He died at the age of 50. We know that he had been going through some issues. He had been in the hospital for like a week before he passed. DMX is a true iconic rapper, entertainer, performer. His energy, his, uh, the way that everything that he seemed to say had a base in reality and uh, realism. You can't fake that kind of vibe. The things that he sung about, you could tell it wasn't other people's experiences. They were his experiences, and that's why he's so beloved. You know, I do wish that his family has some peace, knowing that he's in a better place, quote unquote. And that he never has to struggle in this world again. So I say rest in peace to the Dark Man X. I will miss you. I've been jamming your music. I enjoy. Your movies, Uh, Belly is one of my favorite street movies of all time. If you haven't seen it, give it a look. He's been in a lot of things. He shared a lot of his talents with the world and he will be missed. This is not something that's easily replaced. He's on a Mount Rushmore of rap as far as energy, testosterone, and things of that nature goes. The world also lost Prince Philip, the Duke of Edinburgh. At the age of 99, that is a long life, a long life of leisure, a long life of being served, a long life of nonsense. I don't understand the royals. I don't understand why the Brits still have a royal family. I don't know if they can get rid of the royal family, if they enjoy having them. But like I said, the man lived an extremely long time, 99 years. He was married 73 years that in itself is an accomplishment. 73 years. I'm coming up on 25 years next month. 73, I will not live long enough to reach 73, more than likely, but that's just reality. So rest in peace, uh, Prince Philip. COVID-19. The U.S., we have 32 million cases. 576,000 people have died 188 million people are now vaccinated in the United States of America. Worldwide, we have 137 million cases and 2.96 million people dead. That is a lot of people who have died to this pandemic and is still with us. We are easing up. We are stretching our wings a little bit, but it is still out there, people. And I'm going to actually talk in a second about me receiving the vaccine. So this now with that number of 188 million, a quarter of all U.S. adults are now vaccinated at least one dose or fully vaccinated. North Carolina had to pull the Johnson & Johnson one shot because people were getting adverse reactions to it. I'm glad I didn't go the route of Johnson & Johnson. I didn't want it because the risk factor was less than it should have been. I like those 90 plus percentages of you can't get it and so what I got to go back in four weeks matter of fact me and my wife took our first shots on April 1st uh we actually took the Pfizer dose on 4-1 we're due to go back like April 24th somewhere around there to get the second dose now me personally my wife didn't really feel anything me I felt no bad effects uh arm-wise, nausea, or anything like that, but to be dead honest with you, I've been constipated for about 10 days. Thank God I'm finally relieved, but it really did lock me up in that manner. Uh, Have I felt bad otherwise? No, but being compacted like that for 10 days is miserable, people. I will admit that, and like I said, once again, it was the Pfizer dose, So air travel is up in the United States because the restrictions were lifted on April the 2nd. And most states have dropped the domestic travel restrictions for both vaccinated and unvaccinated people. So the airports are finally starting to have flow of traffic again. If you were traveling and you was on business and you was just getting through airports, those days are coming to an end. You're going to get pretty much back to normal, especially as we approach Memorial Day. So we had this guy, Noah Green. He drove his car into the barracks at the Capitol on 4-2, and he killed that Capitol Police officer, Billy Evans. Noah Green obviously was struggling with some stuff, and uh, it was a bad week because not only that week, a former NFL football player, Philip Adams, killed six people, including himself, in South Carolina, and come to find out it might have been a prescription drug related thing because that's pretty sad that he wiped out a family, grandparents and grandchildren because he couldn't get his script. You know, that's horrible, man. So Minneapolis is back at it again, people. A young man, Dante Wright, 20 years old, was killed at a traffic stop last night, about 10 miles away from where George Floyd was murdered. So Minneapolis, they're out there rioting, they're out there looting, cops with tear gas, riot gear. Minneapolis, you'd think you would have learned your lesson from George Floyd, especially with the Derek Chauvin trial, which started on March the 29th, almost two weeks in. You would think that everybody would be on high alert in the state of Minnesota about incidents like this. Now, I did say that I was going to... Talk about I have nothing for sale, especially my thoughts, my free will, my body or soul. I have not spoken about Little Nas X on the last show because I don't usually get into stuff like that. But the only reason I'm really even bringing it up is because Nike has got a judge to agree to have a recall on all the pairs of sneakers that were sold and to provide these people with refunds if they choose to get them. I think that most people are going to stick with keeping the sneakers because there's only 666 pairs. And if you brought them for $1,018, what is the resale value? I understand that. But I don't understand Nas X, little Nas X with the Satan shoes. He's having a successful career. Why alienate anybody at all? By trying to prove some kind of point. Now I don't give a rat's ass about the video. I don't give a rat's ass about him lap dancing a dude dressed up as the devil. That's arts. That's entertainment. That's reality. We've seen worse things by performers over the years. So he can't use this Satan shoes as a deflection of gayness, uh, bisexuality, LBGT, Q community. That's bogus. Now, this company, M-S-C-H-F, which is pronounced mischief. M-S-C-H-F, pronounced mischief. Mischief is from Brooklyn, New York, and they also being sold over the Jesus sneakers. I mean, you have to respect somebody else's ability to create something out of the blue. You're not supposed to violate their trademark. You're not supposed to violate their pattern, uh, you should respect that, especially if you're in the arts industry. If you were an artist yourself, would you want somebody to copy something that you worked hard your whole life just to try to shock and awe people? And that's why I'm not understanding this. Little Nas X had the white community backing him 100%. He had some of the black community, but not for the most part, because they have a major thing when you come out as a gay male rapper. But he was being successful. He was here, there, and everywhere. And to even put out that kind of thing that you might be into this makes no sense. Can we keep anything in this life a little private? If that's how you feel behind closed doors, then roll with it behind closed doors. Don't alienate yourself from people. You are an influence on little children. Is this what you want them to think? That pentagrams are cool That Satan is cool. I mean, and his response back to any of this and all of this has been lousy, to say the least. I watched a lot of television, man, a lot of television. So I've seen The Walking Dead. The Daryl Carroll and the Dog episode was very good. The Here's Negan episode was also very good. So The Walking Dead actually ended their season on a high note. We still haven't found out what happened with Eugene, Princess, and that crew. But at least those two episodes were pretty good. This Is Us always outstanding. They had the episode about Nick, Uncle Nicky. Then they had the episode about Nicky, Miguel, and Tessa. And uh, one thing that I didn't so much like about that episode, even though it was still outstanding is Tessa is seeming like the writers are using every excuse that anytime somebody comes down upon her, she throws up the shield of gayness. And that's just not reality. It, sometimes you fuck up in life, and it has nothing to do with your sexuality. It has nothing to do with who you love. And you, you can't always feel you're being attacked just because you happen to be a lesbian, transgender, bisexual. No, sometimes you do things in life where you deserve to be come down on and you can't use a deflection tool of your sexuality. Who you love has nothing to do with what you do and how you respond. Me personally, I don't sell anything. I don't have anything to sell. The only thing that I might sell is the fact that I do a podcast and I appreciate people listening, but do I beg people to listen? No. Do I go out of my way to say I'll land this shit so that you listen? No, I won't will, will I go out of my way to say something that I truthfully do not believe in my heart, my mind, my body and soul to get somebody to listen? Hell no. Will I just run with the masses and agree to things that I don't agree to to get you to listen? Won't happen. I am not for sale. I have nothing for sale. If they say it and they say it correctly, I've already been bought and paid for. So I don't have anything for sale. I put my thoughts and feelings out there freely so that you can listen, get an opinion or hear an opinion from somebody other than yourself. I might coincide with you. I might totally, we might disagree, but at least you hear somebody else's opinion if that's what you enjoy doing. So you'll never see me do that. You'll never see me beg. I won't ask you for money. I won't ask you for likes. I won't ask you to share. I won't ask you to do anything because it is just not my way. You listening to me is appreciation enough. And I thank you from the bottom of my heart. You know? So the good doctor was very good. They dealt with Claire's father. We had never met Claire's father before. And he came into the show and he was sick. And that was a good episode. The Young Rock had two very good episodes. One, he was the thief. He let us know that he was into boosting, stealing clothes and things of that nature. And then there was another episode where Grandma came back to town. A Family Guy, I enjoyed that. Lois was the best customer. She was trying to be the best customer. Law and Order, SVU, Crossover with organized crime episodes, was a huge, utter failure. They need to get Liv away from Stabler, period. Let organized crime rock on its own. She is not needed. She is not wanted. She has her own show. But they both bounced back. I would say they bounced back big time because the following episode of SVU was Pedo Hotel. Pedophile Hotel, and that was a great episode. And the OC with the vaccine-stealing mob thing, that was a very good episode. Now, what I didn't understand at the organized crime premiere was why was Finn not at the wife's funeral? But, you know, that's just the way that goes. There's always some kind of little Easter egg and everything, right? The Equalizer was very good. I'm enjoying Queen Latifah's show. They had the algorithm guy that was good. SWAT Luca finally returned to SWAT, and that was good. And also, we're dealing with uh, Hondo's father and his sickness. That's good. SNL was good both weeks. Last two weeks ago, we had Daniel Kiyonga. He Kalua, I'm sorry, Daniel Kalua, and he was very good. And this Saturday, we had Carrie. Mulligan, and Kid Cudi. Now, what I will say about Kid Cudi was, I don't understand the dress. If you're going to uh, give honor to somebody, why would you give it to Kurt Cobain, who's been dead for 20 years, when DMX just passed away? But maybe they had no relationship. I don't understand. I didn't like the dress, and I'm not a bigger fan of his music. So Kid Cudi is not in anything that I'm listening to, per se. I'm just not a fan. The blacklist has been great without live. I mean, I really enjoy it. I be, but they do have me confused. I mean, is Red really a Russian spy? We shall find out together. I'm guessing, right? I watched the American Experience, the blinding of Isaac Water. This was a very good documentary. It was on PBS about a soldier coming back from World War II. He goes through South Carolina and he gets beat so bad by the cops there that they blind him and how this kicked off the civil rights movement. So if you have not seen it, go get yourself a copy of the American Experience, the blinding of Isaac Woodard. You could probably find it on demand on PBS. The Robin Roberts Roberts presents the Mahalia Jackson story was very good. It was nice. It was quick. I mean, it was over before I even knew it started. So that lets you know that the show was pretty good. And Daniel Brooks brought the funk. So I enjoyed that. Now, Q, Into the Storm, which was a documentary on HBO or HBO Max, it was six, a four-parter. I couldn't make it through the first 20 minutes of part one. So I bailed on that. So I give that a thumbs down. It just seems like QAnon is a bunch of idiots spouting foolishness to other idiots spouting foolishness who pass it on as gospel. And I said to myself, I'm not getting involved with that. HBO Max also had a documentary called Eliminate All the Brutes. This was outstanding. This is about white supremacy since almost the beginning of time and how it has affected and influenced Up until today's thought patterns, how these thought patterns were developed by the so-called intelligentsia and passed on as gospel also. So if you have not gotten a chance to see that, do yourself a favor and watch. Eliminate all the bulls. Very good show. This was a big weekend for the WWE. They had the Hall of Fame class. They put in the 2020 and the 2021 class. The 2020 class was the Bella Twins, JBL, John Brad Shaw, Love, Field, the NWO, the British Bulldog, Justin Th- Thunderlager, and Celebrity Wing was William Shatner. The Warrior Award went to Titus O'Neill, and the Legacy Awards went to Ray Stevens, Brickhouse Brown. Steve Dr. Death Williams, Baron Michaelis Lacuna, and Gary Hart. 2021 class was Kane, Rob Van Dam, Molly Holly, Eric Bischoff, The Great Khali, Ozzy Osbourne was the celebrity. Rick Heron was the Warrior Award, and the Legacy Award went Dick the Bruiser, Pans Watley, Buzz Sawyer, Ethel Johnson, and Paul Bosch. Now, On to WrestleMania, WrestleMania 37, which was actually in front of crowds of people. Bianca Belair and Sasha Banks on opening night was fantastic. They were the two first black women to ever main event a WrestleMania. Bad Bunny is a beast. Bad Bunny was a lot more entertaining and better than I ever could expect him to be. I thought he was going to only be in there for 30 seconds, get out, and that was it this dude actually was doing flips, he was doing wrestling moves, he was flying through the air outside the ropes. His management team must have been going crazy. Like, what the hell is he doing? Shane McMahon being thrown off the top of the cage, taking that horrible bump from uh, the big boy, the monster among men, Braun Strowman. That was awesome when Braun ripped the cage open with his bare hands. I mean, I was looking for a weakling in the fence, but, I mean, it's such a scary thought. Think about this. You're on the other side of the fence, and you're taunting Braun, and instead of him running around the fence, he just rips the damn fence and walks right through. That is an amazing thing. They really pump up the volume for WrestleMania, too. Cesaro and Shane, Steph Rollins, Put on a damn good match. Uh, Almost and AJ, they were good. That was funny. Lastly, and Drew was a very good match. I have not seen Night 2. Night 2 was last night. I was watching the Masters, so I didn't really get into it. i watched that today, and I'll give you my thoughts on what I think of that when I come back next week. I also listened to some music. Tiana Taylor, the women of Def Jam, this album's on point. I think that if you're a fan of Tiana Taylor, you would definitely enjoy it. If you've never heard of Tiana Taylor, this is a great way to introduce yourself to her. It's only like six, seven songs, but each one of the songs was good. Sean Paul, Live and Living. This was a kick-ass album. Sean Paul is not going anywhere. He's on point. He sounds like he's at the height of his career. So I appreciate this live and living. CD by Sean Paul. He had a song on there with Buja that was killing. Now, The Weeknd also came out with an album called The House of Balloons, and I'm not a huge fan of The Weeknd. I did like his last album. I thought it was one of the best albums of the year last year, but this House of Balloons was a joke. It was shitty from the beginning to the very last song. Now, one of these songs made the cut And to me, making the cut is a song that I would put on my MP3 player that I would drive around listening to. I don't want to hear anything from this CD ever again, period, point blank. So the Jets trade Sam Donald to the Panthers. You know, I I feel two ways about this. I thought that the Panthers was going to rock out with Teddy Bridgewater, but I guess they're going to throw Teddy to the wolves and I wish Teddy Bridgewater nothing but the best. He held that team together. He played decent ball for the Panthers. But I also like Sam Donald. I'm a USC fan, and this gives him a chance to revive his career outside of the New York Jets. So good for him. So Major League Baseball decided they pulled pulling the All-Star Game from the state of Georgia because of their voters' laws. And it's now going to go to Colorado. So it's the 2021 All-Star Game for baseball is going to be at Coors Field. Well, you know what? I guess Georgia had to suffer some stuff, but here's my view on this. Why do we keep making sports and entertainment, movies and things of that nature responsible for what lawmakers do? Nobody in the Atlanta Braves organization is making state law. They're not in legislation. They're in athletics. They're in entertainment. So, they suffer for something that they have nothing to do with. What about all the businesses that were setting up shop to try to make a buck when this came to state? It's not like the people of the state voted on this. This was lawmakers who did this. Roy Williams retired as the University of North Carolina's back, uh, basketball coach. And Herb Davis took over as the very first Black head coach of the University of North Carolina. But Hubert Davis, in a moment that he could have really, really shined, he chose to be a dumbass by telling us that he's proud his wife is white. What the fuck does that even mean, Hubert Davis? Okay, you won championships. You played in the NBA. You coached On the sidelines as an assistant for nine years, but your biggest accomplishment in life is that you bagged a white woman, which is one of the most common things that could happen today. There's nothing special about that. And I don't understand it. And you should be ashamed of your fucking self for saying something so stupid. My wife is white. So Baylor won their very first national basketball championship. And Stanford. Won their first women's national basketball championship since 1992. They beat Arizona 54-53, and Baylor blew out Gonzaga 86-70, which was kind of shocking because I had Gonzaga actually winning it a week ago. Jordan Speed won his first golf tournament since 2017. 2017, he won the Val- Valero Texas Open, and yesterday. To close it out, Hideki Makasama, he won the Masters to become the very first Japanese player to win a major championship. He was touching gold there for a while, but when he turned it on Saturday, he pretty much led throughout. I mean, up until that point, it was Justin Rose leading on Thursday and Friday. But then Saturday, after they had like a rain delay, he came in there. He balled out. Like I said, he was a little bit touching goal yesterday, but he did what he had to do. And Zolaris, or Zolotis, 24-year-old young man out of nowhere, came in second place in the Masters. So congratulations to him. Maybe that just shows that he has a very bright future. Come to think about it, golf, I went out and bought a range finder. I never owned a range but I felt that it was important for me to get one. This way I could judge yardage and distance, the slope and stuff like that. If it's gonna help my game reprove by letting me know what club that I should pick out of my bag to go for a shot, I'm all for it. So next week I am going to actually review this Acermet Golf Range Finder. I've used it around the house and like out my window to check things out. And it seems pretty good, but I want to see it on the golf course. I want to see how it reads flags. I want to see if I, I can read spots on the, on the golf course and things of that nature. The UFC had a card this weekend, Till versus uh, Vittori. It was originally Till versus Vittori. Uh, Till came up sick or COVID or injured or something. So Kevin Holland had to uh, fill in for him. I have not finished watching this card, but the undercard, the prelims were very good. You had some knockouts. You had some submissions. You had some good, long fights. There was an outstanding fight between two men. Uh, blood, I mean, anything that you would want in a UFC card, you had it. So if you haven't given the chance... Check that one out. And next week, coming up this Saturday on ESPN at 7 o'clock, Robert Whitaker is fighting Calvin Gaslam. Jessica Penny will be fighting Hannah Goldie. Uh, violent Bob Ross, Lewis Pena is on that card. DeKal Kloss is on that card. So if you get a chance, check that out. Paul Pierce, who was no child, had to be fired by ESPN because of the video that he put out. I'm not understanding a man of a certain age feeling that everything that you do has to be recorded and shared with others. Let me ask you a question. If you eat a meal and you don't post that meal online, does that meal still fill you up? If you have a drink and that drink makes you feel good, if you don't post that drink online, did that drink still make you feel good? Is anything subtracted by sharing or not sharing it via social media? Is there anything that happens to something that you do in your life? Is your car less valuable to you because you've never posted a picture of it online? I understanding this. I mean, you know, I'm no old fogey, but and I have posted things, but I've been out of that game because you know what? I don't want people in my world, not in that manner. You don't need to see that I eat. If you look at me and I look healthy, you know I'm eating, you know, but that's just me. But for him to lose a lucrative job and to blow it off like bigger and better things are coming, what else could you do better than sitting on your ass at ABC and talking about basketball? and getting paid millions of dollars to do it. Now you got to do a fucking podcast and talk all day. And, you know, on top of it, you're tainted. You got to deal with your wife for having shit like that out there when you could have kept it to yourself. You're not 20. So we got some NBA games. Tonight, we got the 76ers versus the Mavs. The Nuggets are playing the Warriors. Tuesday, tomorrow, we got the Celtics versus the Trailblazers. Wednesday, you got the Nets versus the 76ers and the Heat versus the Nuggets. Friday, you got the Clippers versus the 76ers, and the Trailblazers versus the Spurs. Spurs have been going sideways, but I'm so glad they got a victory yesterday. And then Saturday, you got the Warriors versus the Celtics, the Spurs versus those Suns, which is an outstanding team. I didn't even know they were going to be this good this year, but they are Chris Paul and Devin Booker are making a huge difference. Then you got the Nets versus the Heats, and the Pelicans are taking on the Knicks. The Knicks are still fighting for a playoff spot. The Pelicans have Zion Williams. For those of you who can't get enough of seeing Zion, it's your opportunity and chance to see him. Remember, man, unless you are in the business of literally putting something on the marketplace, make sure that there's some things that you do not sell. Do not sell your integrity. Do not sell your free will. Do not sell your body. And don't put your soul in peril of being lost by doing and saying and co-signing stupid shit. I don't care about you putting your car, your jewelry, something old that you no longer use. There are things that you can sell and there's no problems. But when you sell your body, your mind, your soul. Or your integrity, for money, what do you really profit? You get a dollar that day, but that dollar won't even last. And I appreciate you listening. I'll be back next week. This has been Strange Talk with Doc. I appreciate you once again. And I'm going to tell you like I tell you each and every time, people. Peace to you and peace to yours. Step into the world of power, loyalty